welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. You. Happy. Exciting. So, um, you are are you all part of a life group? Yes. 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 You are not all. the same one. No. Not the same one. Heidi are... and I are in the same yes. one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. How do you miss out on that? Because <laughs> you're not a girl. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm in a I'm in a men's <laughs> life group there you go. on that Thursday works. mornings. So. That works. Thursday mornings. Yeah. Okay. So Bill meets Thursday mornings. What about you guys? Ladies, We're every other meet? Tuesday night. Yes. Okay. Great. Yes. So I'm just going to let everyone know if they're not familiar with what a life group is. What okay. a life group <laughs> is. So some groups call them small group, or some churches call them small groups. But here at Trinity, we have life groups, and they stand for learning does anyone know what the i stands for innovation innovation no. what else am i saying for no. imagination <laughs> what does i stand i don't know i don't know i, insight. Just, I just go insight fellowship and e evangelism mm, it's not evangelism actually uh, so this is more of an internal thing hmm. E. E. My name's Elizabeth. I could just stand for Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> encouragement. Yeah, encouragement. Okay. Encouragement. I'll remember that for word. next time. <laughs> I love that word, encouragement. It is. Okay. And we see that. We see that in our small groups. And actually, that's how the early church began, was people met in larger groups, but they also met in the small groups. Mm -hmm. And that's how um, how people developed in their faith. And we still see that as effective today, don't we, guys? Yes, mm -hmm. we do. All right. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about Joseph. We've been doing that for a while now. And today was about his dream job. And I actually love that Rob talked about it not being necessarily his dream job, but God's dream for him through his work. Um, but we have to talk about our dream jobs, especially when we were kids here. So we all had one, I'm sure. We all had a dream job that we wanted to do, we wanted to be when we grew up. Let's hear it, guys. What was something that you wanted to do when you were little? You go, Jen. I Actually, I wanted to be a psychologist. Mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. I did. Why? I because I just the yeah, idea like we of psychologists you for that one. Yeah. For a young one, to, but I just like the idea of helping people. And I used to read all of these different self help books, and I was just curious. Yeah, yeah you're interested. Yeah, I was just interested. Oh. So yeah, that was my dream job. Your dream job was psychologist. Yeah. I wanted to be a ballerina. Me too. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yes. But the body was not the right kind. No. So. I did. I did. I didn't even take dance lessons. So I just no. I not, did. And did I you? I, yeah. But I don't think I had the hip turnout and stuff. So. No. Did you stand on your toes? Did I you? did. I did point work. Yeah. That's, that's, see, that's something. See, that's yeah, yeah. so normal. Oh. Ballerina, psychologist, ballerina. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I need help. I don't know. <laughs> and what would you, Bill? Well, I think I'm supposed to answer uh, police officer or uh, astronaut. <laughs> But yeah. I think I really wanted to be either a nurse or a therapist. I, oh, oh, you're hilarious. Oh, you're right. so funny. <laughs> so, and I, then I have to ask, in the service today, so Rob likes to do little polls sometimes. Which one did you answer? There were eight different jobs that he pulled us on. I believe there was pilot. There was video game developer. Do you remember that? As he was mm -hmm. during the service, which one did you vote on? Actually, Elliot voted for me because yeah. I said none of them. And he said, what about musician? Oh. <laughs> and I said, well, no, because I didn't like the idea of, of gigging at night. Just no. didn't suit uh, me. No, I guess as a musician, no. you could freelance. You could probably do the daytime. So, okay. If you gigs. put it that way, the musician, because right, none yeah. of the other ones really appealed to me. So, okay. so musician. sorry, Rob, not even England priest. Sorry. <laughs> not everyone's calling. No. What about you? I don't remember the eight. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> I don't have the list in We're front of me. I was, I was banking on Heidi having a, um, a somewhat decent short-term memory here. No, I don't think. I think I may have been thinking about something else during that eight 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes I do. I go off on rabbit trails. Right. Me. All right. Sorry to throw, throw that out there. <laughs> She's going to rewatch the sermon. She's going to get back to us next week. It's almost 1115, Heidi. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> what about you, Bill? Which one did you vote on? Uh, there was a there was a couple that interest me, but a uh, mm-hmm. musician I, I appeals to me, but uh, uh, Anglican minister was something that was that was uh, uh, considered for myself right. early on. Yeah. 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 So can I say that would be interesting if you were an Angl- Anglican minister? That would be interesting if he were an if Anglican. he were if he yeah. were yes that would be really interesting. Well, there's uh, always time. Yeah, well, I just go uh, for it. Go for it. For it. <laughs> you got time. <laughs> I actually, I still there's a little part of me that still would like to be a deacon. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some hoops to jump through that uh, mm, right. create some difficulties. But mm-hmm. uh, but the uh, but uh, yeah, so so ministry or ordained ministry was something early on that was uh, considered for me and that that uh, that I thought about. And then I realized that uh, that everything that I wanted to do in ministry, Christian ministry, I could do without being ordained. So yeah. that is a fantastic yeah, segue, mm-hmm. I think, into our conversation here today, mm-hmm. that you don't have to be ordained to do God's work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see in Genesis, so we were just reading that Joseph's title um, could best be described as minister. Why don't we as a group come up with maybe a definition for what a minister is? What is a, what do you think a minister is? What do they do? What are some words maybe that jump out? Servanthood. Mm-hmm. Serving the people that you're leading at the same time. Mm-hmm. Using the gifts that you have to yeah. serve. Definitely a pastoral component to being a minister, mm-hmm. caring for other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I just throw out there is just meeting other people's needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in some ways, do you think that our society would find it hard to consider everyone being able to be a minister? Or do you think that that is something that everyone would be able to do or see themselves as? Go ahead. You go. I think it would be difficult because of the definition of what people think a minister is. Mm -hmm. Because even for me in today's sermon, that was new to me. Mm -hmm. That was really new to me because I growing up a minister was like rock. Right. Priest with a title. Yeah. So, but when you think about the word ministering, it makes sense, you know, that you minister, but for the size society out there, the secular society, they wouldn't understand. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't understand that they would put a religious attachment to it. I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I I would add that. uh, I think um, given the larger definition, I think we all, we all can be, or we all should be, mm-hmm. uh, ministers if we can meet people where they're at and uh, mm-hmm. be a positive Christian presence in their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in what ways is your current calling, whether it be in your family life or in your job, a minister? In which ways do you see yourself as a minister? And if you haven't thought that before yet either, I guess that's okay too. We can kind of unpack that today. I don't know. I I well as a parent. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a minister um, within the parameters of every relationship you can consider yourself a minister. Mm-hmm. Like a professionally, I'm a psychotherapist. So I look at that as a calling and a ministry mm-hmm. role. I am a minister to the people that I, that are my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but even from moment to moment, right. You're having wow. a conversation with a person that you've just met. Um, you can minister to them. You can, listen to what their needs are. You can be um, an attentive, caring, compassionate person. 
Yeah. That's so true. And I think you just described pretty much what I do in my job, even though I'm a career consultant. And what I do is when people lose their position, their job, I support them and tell them how we're going to help them move forward. And that's the, the, there's an opportunity to do that, to support them, to, in some cases, I get really lucky and find out that the person's a Christian Mm -hmm. and that's usually God driven. And so then I have the opportunity to remind them of who they are and who they belong to. And the fact that this is just another step in, in a direction that God wants them to go. And, and it's really rewarding to be able to do that. But yeah, I think that in the role that I'm in, I have that opportunity as what Heidi described. I have that opportunity to do that, which is a blessing really. Right. Yeah. Mm. I think we get stuck in thinking that minister is like, oops, I'm not used to this technology. (laughs) We get used to thinking of it as being this big, huge thing Mm -hmm. and it doesn't need to be, it can be this little teeny moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm Takes the pressure off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ironically for me, I think um, I'm in the least minister role that I've ever been in my life or my working career. Anyway, I've, for those who know me, um, I uh, worked in Christian ministries and in the nonprofit sector and, mm-hmm. and um, uh, started the dam and was the uh, executive director of the of Eden Food for Change Food Bank in Mississauga for 10 years. Now I'm working at a telecommunications company building testing equipment for the Internet. Wow. <laughs> so a little change. outside of my, yeah, it's a bit of a change, a bit about, but I think, um, I think if, if anything that that, what that has taught me is that, um, uh, being a minister is not so much what you do, but who you are. Uh, and so you can be a minister in a full-time Christian ministry. You can uh-huh. be a minister in a secular nonprofit organization. You can be a minister, uh, w- working your job, whatever that job is, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. you, you, there's people, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I enjoy working with my, with my hands right now. It's certainly less frustrating than working with people that I, <laughs> you think? Uh, so I can tell I've done You're both now, something? uh, the, um, uh, but it is, uh, but there's still, there's still people around and you can still take time to, to, uh, uh, to show care and concern and love for, for your coworkers mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. for people that, uh, you know, clients and your vendors and all that kind of stuff, whatever job you're doing. Love it. I love it. Now we're just going to flash forward to the new Testament and we're going to look at something that Jesus said when he was discussing one of his parables, he said, he who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. Now that's found in Luke. And I just want to see if we can reflect on that statement, how we think that was reflective in Joseph's life. And then we're going to sort of apply it maybe to our own lives. I'll just read it again. He who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. How do we see that in Joseph's life, do you think? I think it didn't matter if he was in prison or if he was overseeing all of the storehouses of Egypt, that Mm -hmm. he was uh, following God's plan for his life, Mm -hmm. that he was um, using whatever he had uh, to minister. Yeah. And we saw that in Potiphar's house as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was just being the person that he he is. He was faithful with God and he never changed that. He never wavered from that. He, He always remained the same. You know, always having faith in God, never questioning why God, why, but just, mm-hmm. just sort of taking what God put in front of him. Mm-hmm. So why do you think that we may sometimes find it hard to be content and faithful to God in the work that we're doing? And let's use the term work loosely, not necessarily mm-hmm. in a career. Mm-hmm. Cause the work is hard, <laughs> right? Like I often, I often wonder as I drive to work, I think, what is this about? Like, this is uh, sitting with other people suffering. It's not an easy gig. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yet he doesn't, 
say it's going to be easy. He doesn't right. say the work's going to be smooth even. Um, but he does say that he's going to, like Rob said in the sermon, I was the thing. <laughs> um, that God provides what yeah. you need to do to, to do the job, the work mm-hmm. that he's calling you to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Echoing what's already been said, I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think it just, um, it's uh, more about, it's, le- it's not so much about the amount of responsibility that you might have in your job. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's less about what you do and more about who you are, or in the case of Joseph's story over decades, it's who you're becoming. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's, uh, so when you're, uh, when you start out and you're being trusted with a little, it's, it's, it is a test, mm-hmm. right? It's a test of not, not so much, uh, again, not so much about, um, uh, capacity, but, but in, uh, but worth, uh, mm-hmm. you know, self-worth and, and, uh, and who God is growing you to become. And I just, I wonder if you think that our society, um, contradicts what you just said, Bill, there's mm-hmm. so much emphasis. And I see this for our young people and, um, those who are going into university, into college and trying to find that perfect job that fits you and find your perfect calling and so much stress on finding that perfect job. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that can maybe be counterintuitive or counterproductive to staying faithful in the work and the place that you find yourself right then and there? Wow. Do you think counterproductive? I don't know. Counter. Yeah, it gets in the way. Well, it gets in the way of thinking about God's like long term planning, Mm -hmm. right? If you think you need to be landing where you're supposed to be five years out of university, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But that's actually not. God uses all of the seasons of your Mm -hmm. life and like builds and builds and builds. Like it took me till I was in my mid 40s to go back to school to become a psychotherapist. But I look back over my life and he had (laughs) been doing it from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. He'd been planting these seeds all along the way and building me up to be the person professionally that I am now. And like Joseph, you would not have seen that coming. No, no, no. (laughs) And I still don't see it coming because I'm at at Wycliffe right now part-time and it took me five years to get there Mm -hmm. because I kept thinking, well, why am I going there? Like I already have a career. Why do I want to do this? And then I made myself believe that it was because I wanted to go deeper, but uh, God has a plan. I sense that he has a plan for me. And I, something that I've always focused on is spiritual direction. Mm -hmm. And when I look at my life at church in my, in my journey, God's put me in so many different ministries to give me different sort of, um, big picture of what church is and how to serve. And it's always been pastoral. So he's kind of already put me in that direction, but it can be counterintuitive if your focus is on, um, what you have to become rather than who you are and Mm -hmm. who you belong to. Mm -hmm. That's when it can be counterproductive. Wow. So I think you kind of already alluded to this next question. It's um, in the next question. We have this in our sermon questions for this week. The difficult trials Joseph went through equipped him for his ultimate ministry. Um, can you relate to that? And I'm not saying you're in your ultimate ministry yet. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you are. Yes. Nope. No, can't no, relate. you cannot. Can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> All right. Shut down the <laughs> no, I can relate. I'm yeah. just saying I'm not in my ultimate not ministry in, right now. So you so. can sense that. I, I, yeah, there's hope for the future. Yeah. Um, the, um, I think COVID and the pandemic, uh, like many of us, uh, it just kind of threw us for a loop threw me for a loop uh, right. changed up a bunch of stuff for me. And so I, I'm still kind of, you know, kind of figuring out what's next, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hopeful that, you know, uh, whatever that is, I'm, I, that I've been preparing for that, mm-hmm. uh, each step of the way. Uh, so, uh, mm-hmm. so that's, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my hope. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold yeah. on to for it. For me and for yeah. all of us. I think it's the hard stuff. Like it's the hard, tough moments mm-hmm. that God uses to actually reveal himself to you in a way that when things are easy and smooth, you don't necessarily see. Right. And so it's in the revealing that you start to understand also who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who he's calling you to be, mm-hmm. who he's created you yeah. to be. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And just getting through, through those really difficult times when you just don't want to, you just want to wallow in it rather than listen to God and, and, and understand that he's trying to wallowing. teach you something. I like, I like wallowing. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I'm just saying wallowing. One of my, one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah. Or he lets you run around the mountain because I did a lot of running around the mountain yeah. because, you know, we put it in front of me and I'm, well, what if we try this instead? Well, go ahead, run around the mountain. But it allows you then when you're looking at, like when I'm looking at what I'd like to do, um, when I'm walking alongside someone, I understand it because I've been through it and I, mm-hmm. and that, you know, you don't want to be, you, you lose your faith and you become, and I always say to God, you made me so human. It's not my fault. Hmm. You know, when it comes to emotions, <laughs> yeah. cause we want to hang on to those emotions rather than understand that it's a sign that something's wrong or you have to do something about it, but God is right there to help you. But you somehow, you don't want to look in that direction because it's hard. It's hard to get through difficult yeah. times. Well, that's great. I uh, listening to that it reminds me that uh, that compassion compassion is not uh, only a gift, but it's also a learned skill. Mm-hmm. So as yes. we go through life and we, and we experience things ourselves, we can we can be more compassionate um, to others. So during um, certainly during those difficult times or stressful times, uh, when we rely on God and our family and, and friends to get us through it, we can, uh, you know, on the other side, we can, we can be that support, uh, mm-hmm. for others. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, uh, and I, and kind of going last couple of years for me, uh, it's, it's not it, it, the difficult and stressful times or the busy times are um, almost easier to bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems because mm-hmm. the last couple of years have been pretty slow for me. Uh, so, so it's, so, uh, the difficult thing for me is just kind of, uh, understanding, uh, who I am and preparing for what's next in that low time or mm-hmm. in that slow time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, it's actually interesting that you're talking about slow times and more exciting times and lower and higher. And we're currently doing a study at Trinity for four weeks. It's called Joseph when life is a roller coaster. So that just reminded me of how life can be. It's not a straight path, is it? There's ups Never. and there's downs. So if we're riding high, we know that a low time is probably coming soon. <laughs> but it also gives us hope, like Bill said, that we know that we know that there's going to be changes as well in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in Genesis, our question number eight in the sermon questions is we see Pharaoh providing for Joseph everything that he needs to do his job. And let's just substitute the word job there for his ministry. How has God provided for you in your life or in your career? Maybe in ways that you don't think you'd be able to do on your own. I guess God really does provide for us really everything that we need. So how have mm-hmm. you seen his provision? There's three words that come to mind immediately when, <clears throat> when I hearing the question in yeah. community, uh, relationship and mentoring. Okay. Uh, so on a larger scale, being part of a, of, um, of a, a healthy, uh, Christian growing community, mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, has benefited me through, through the years for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and my relationships, uh, you know, most importantly, my relationships with my wife and my, my daughters, but also, uh, friends, uh, lifelong friends mm-hmm. uh, that I've had have, have been very encouraging and very supportive and, and, and motivating me to, uh, to do what I, what I need to do or, uh, you know, or what I have done. Um, and, uh, and then last thing, 
uh, mentors. Uh, just a very strong believer in in, in mentors. I uh, was involved uh, a lot in youth mentoring mm-hmm. uh, in uh, in different uh, different jobs or roles that I've had, and uh, just feel that it's it's so important to uh, be mentored in mm-hmm. order to develop yourself. Um, but even beyond that, to mentor someone else as part of your own growth uh, and and process and and uh, and uh, learning uh, uh, in terms of faith and discipleship mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Thanks, so Bill. both are both yeah. are important. So I think for me, I, I did mention all the different ministries that God gave me the opportunity to be a part of. But I think before I even got there, I had to understand that I could have a relationship with God of my own. And that it was important to have a community, but it was also important to have a relationship with him so that when he was providing for me, I could hear him above the noise. Because uh-huh. if you don't connect with God on that level, so you can't hear him. And sometimes when you do connect with him, you can't hear him. But at least you know that you have a relationship. You know that... Um, that he hears you. Mm -hmm. And at times when you don't want to hear him, he's still going to put it in front of you. I have a Moses complex. As soon as he tells me I'm going to do something, it's like, Uh not me, somebody else. Right. (laughs) But he still puts me through it. And every time he does that, it reminds me that he's right there and he's going to provide what Mm -hmm. I need. I just need to let him do it, stand back and just let him do it. Mm -hmm. So it's having that strong faith in who he is in my life. Thanks, Jen. I think to the, for me, when you look at Joseph and how he got, that hole especially at the end like he even got the wife and the family and everything power and everything and I think for me when it's helpful to remember that provision doesn't come in big splashes like that a lot of times provision often comes in small moments Mm -hmm. like I so I see five clients a day and if you can imagine sitting and listening to suffering five hours consecutively it's a lot Mm -hmm. Um, and when I first started doing this work it was I would always feel that I would not have enough I would not have enough in my own energy stores in my um, mental focus in my ability to be empathetic. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that God gives me what I need one hour at a time. Yeah. It's sort of like manna mm-hmm. in the desert. Right? Bread. He's not yeah. going to give you more than you need, but mm-hmm. he gives you what you need. And so to circle back to that financially, relationally, emotionally, all of the things that you need will come as you, because God knows, God knows exactly what you need for any given moment mm-hmm. of your life. And mm-hmm. he will meet you there and give you what you need. I love that. Thanks guys. So before we wrap up, where do you think you're going to go after hearing this sermon, knowing that in your role as in your jobs, in your families, um, that you are a minister. And like Heidi said, it's not necessarily just in the big things. It can be in the day to day, minute to minute conversations. How can we grow up and, um, move on with our lives as ministers as we go forward outside of the church today? To remember that I'm responsible right? Mm -hmm. Like that I can't run away from Mm -hmm. that responsibility. I loved Rob's connection with baptism as sort of like the, the welcoming into that role. And to remember that since I was baptized, I've had that responsibility, Uh right? Um, So just to remember that it's not something you can sort of sidestep. Yeah. I think uh, uh, being a leader and a servant in everything that you do, Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's, uh, 
in some 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 jobs people might have jobs where they don't consider themselves a leader they might consider themselves more of a servant um but i think what in whatever role we are um we do have we do play the role of a leader and a servant and i think we can if we uh, if we kind of examine that or figure what that is situationally for where we are right now then uh, i think we'll uh, you know we'll benefit and those around us will benefit mm -hmm. from that mm -hmm. and i think just continuing to draw on god and knowing that he is the center of all of it, mm -hmm. that it's not just me and it's, I'm not just doing a job, but it's centered around who God is in my life and what my responsibility is, Heidi said, and how I serve as Bill said, that's really important that we remember that and that we don't, you know, if we step away from that, then it becomes something completely different. Mm -hmm. So we just need to stay focused on that. Stay focused. Mm -hmm. And as Jesus said, whatsoever you do to the least of those, you do to me. Mm -hmm. So really, he's in the mix the whole time, mm -hmm. isn't he? Mm -hmm. Well, thanks, guys. This has been a great conversation. I almost want to uh, see if Bill could uh, maybe join your lady small group sometimes. This is a I really great report. Like, I don't know. I know. I I've been so encouraged by listening to you guys. I just, I want to. Maybe we need to have somewhere. like a life group mingle. I don't he know. come you, and never leave. Cheese. You can have the, the men's cheese. life group and the women's life group come together. Next week, stay event. tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be it. We've got eleven fifteen service starting soon, everybody. Okay. So uh, maybe we'll have you back again soon. But thank you very much. Okay. So thank you to Heidi, to Bill, and to Jen for the great conversation. And we'll see everyone again next week for another conversation. It's been a pleasure. Thank yeah, you. It's been great. Bye. Thank you so much.